Hey everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 87. This episode we've got two albums we're going to talk about and a recommendation by Daniel at the end. How are you doing over there, Daniel? I am good. How are you? I'm pretty good, and the first album we're going to be talking about uh, was recommended by my dad. It's a new one from Jack White, who actually released another album. God damn it, I thought I had a new album to recommend, and right in the middle of the week of me recommending this, that motherfucker goes and drops an album. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's still, I mean, the album is still new, it's just not the newest album from Jack White. Yeah, I just thought Um, thought it was funny. Yeah, it is, and it is weird because he usually has like a long, like this, I think between this and his last album was like four years Mm-hmm. And then between that and the album he dropped before that, I think, was like five years. Yeah. So he usually takes a little bit in between albums, or at least solo albums. So, yeah, it is weird that he would draw. And that album, from what I've heard of it, is very, like, singer songwritery and folky. The new one? Yeah. It's a brand new one? Yeah, I've heard a little bit of it. Uh, I think it's called Entering Heaven Alive. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I probably heard a couple songs, plus he also does a, a remake of, uh, I think, Taking yeah. Me Back, off yeah. the earlier album this year, in a different... Yeah, it's actually called Taking Me Back Gently. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a different, slowed down, excuse me, version of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why don't you talk about your thoughts on this album and why you recommended it? Yeah, I mean... You know, I pretty much always have liked Jack Black. Um, you Jack know, he, White. <laughs> it was only a matter of time before I said that. Yeah, Jack White, um, you know, everything from, you know, the early White Stripes to, uh, I like the stuff with the Raconteurs. Um, you know, I've, I've basically always liked the stuff he's done. That, not everything he's done has been a home run, obviously. You know, um, but I really, he's probably one of the most consistent like people in my music repertoire, you know, probably along with Mike Patton and maybe a couple others, but um, he, I just, yeah, I think he's immensely talented. I watched a, uh, some kind of documentary that was actually supposed to be about like, just like guitars. And he like, he was in a lot of it because he, he like was building his own guitars from scratch. And he's like a total guitar, like tech nerd, like he, he just like takes pieces of guitars and like you know dust up with them and you know like electronically modifies them and even builds sometimes builds his own amps and it's like he's just really into it like he's like a musician's musician like he he just lives and breathes it you can tell and he has a lot of fun with it which you can tell too so like yeah i just like i like his whole vibe i don't know if you know what kind of person he is in real life he seems like a good dude mm-hmm. um you know nine times out of ten when i say that you know by the next month they have some kind of scandal but you know as far as i know he seems like a good dude um mm-hmm. and he's just whether or not he's a good dude anyway he's freaking talented um been scarred by josh homie what was that you've been scarred by josh homie yeah been scarred I by josh said, like 
he was like one of her favorite musicians and then like a month later yeah that whole thing with his kids happened yeah yeah and again you know sometimes most of the time especially in any entertainment whether it be music acting or anything you gotta sometimes have to separate the you know the the art from the artist yeah and um yeah I still think you know Josh Homme's talented um it's just you know you have to separate sometimes, and um, and that's what I do. And I, you have to do that with a lot, of, a lot of people in entertainment. I mean, especially the further back you go, really. Yeah. I mean, if you go to guys from the, you know, let's say the seventies, sixties, fifties, it was a lot different back then, you know, and not usually good. So you know, we really have to do it, you know, for those guys. You know, there was a lot of talented musicians in in those eras, but probably most of them were not very good people at the very least uh sexist yeah you know um and things like that so anyway though this album um really really grabbed me and upon very first listen i wasn't thrilled with it because i think i thought it was a little too weird in parts but it was another one of those albums where the more i listened to it the more i was like oh wait no i I get it. It it does work. So it just grabbed me even more. Like the song taking me back. It, it's just a kick-ass song. It just like I don't know. I just I love that song, and I liked it before other people started liking it, or at least that I knew of. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, I just thought it was a well put together album. I thought it took some some chances, and uh, definitely grabbed me that definitely uh got me into it so uh let's start with dominic uh which we don't seem to do ten you know too often uh what'd you think of this album i liked it um it is i definitely because his last album was very weird uh to boarding house reach which i think i recommended it at some point i mm-hmm. probably like this album a little bit more than that it mm-hmm. doesn't uh it isn't as eclectic as that, I guess, but it is uh, probably more consistent all the way through. Yeah. But it does uh, have some of the same, like, it does borrow some stuff from that. A lot of, like, the screaming that he does, like, that high-pitched, like, um, whine scream that he does. Yeah. Which I actually like. Some people find that annoying. Um, and a lot of, like, the really noisy uh, guitars going on and stuff. Is very reminiscent of that album, mm-hmm. um, and I like that very much. And that's kind of my favorite aspect of that album. He's been doing that here and there ever since the White Stripes, but he didn't like. Yeah. He kind of didn't feature it as much as he does like now. But yeah, he's kind of always done stuff yeah. like that here and there. And he's a very good guitarist. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. The song "Taking Me Back" uh, is one of my favorites off the album, and "Fear of the Dawn." Mm-hmm. Um, What's the Trick is one of my favorite songs on the album, too. Yeah. And I really like... I really like Dusk as well, and Into the Twilight. Those are all very good songs. Right. Into the Twilight is sort of a slower one that I didn't really like, because I listened to this album around when it came out, um, and then I re-listened to it a couple times for this podcast, and the first time when I listened to it back then, I didn't like that song very much. But it did grow on me a bit. And the whole album kind of grew on me. Because um, when I listened to it then, I thought it was, like, okay. Um, but, yeah, kind of with, like, with my dad. Um, it did 
grow on me a little bit the more I listen to it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, and I didn't like the song when it was a single either uh, before the album came out, but Heidi Ho featuring Mm -hmm. Q-Tip, that might be my least favorite song on the album. Um, It is just, it's produced like really awfully in my opinion. Like the like the mix is awful, and Q-Tip's verse is is so weird and bad. <laughs> and I don't know if it's his fault, because his vocal is also mixed in very weirdly. But I think it's also just a bad verse, and it doesn't really work very well on the song that already exists. Like you can tell, like he sort of tried to taper this uh, rock song to fit like a hip hop verse. Um, but it, it still doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the song Eosophobia, I didn't, I don't really like either. Which apparently that literally means fear of dawn or fear of daylight mm-hmm. uh, happening. So that's interesting. But I don't really like the song very much. I actually kind of like the reprise a little more than the song itself. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah... It, Overall, and Shedding My Velvet, too, I actually like. That was one of mm-hmm. my favorite songs. I kind of forgot about that. That's but, probably uh, my second favorite song yeah. on the album. And I also like uh, Fear of the Dark, too. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably... I, I, this is probably one of... I'm not a huge fan of his first couple of solo albums. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably my favorite album, uh, solo album by him so far and um, I, I haven't heard the new one all the way through the songs I have heard I, I think I like it a bit less than this mm-hmm. but um yeah it's good I'd probably give it like a B plus or A minus probably a B plus for now okay. but yeah pretty good very pretty good, good. what do you think there uh, Daniel yeah I liked it um I was a little disappointed by the Q-tip song because I was like oh Q-tip that sounds interesting I wonder how they're gonna like work that in there uh, and it wasn't, they didn't do it for, I don't think I disliked it as much as Dominic did, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it's that thing, I, I kind of talked about it last week when you were doing the, por- or two weeks ago when we were doing the Portugal the Man album, mm-hmm. um, but it's very hard to just, to transition a song like that from the rock stylings to, like, a rap mm-hmm. beat, and I thought the, that song on that album uh, Mr. Lonely did it very well. I think this song is an example of a song that does it less well. Right. Um, so yeah, I did. I didn't like that song, but I didn't think it was bad. I don't like Isophobia or Eosophobia or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like uh, Morning, Noon, and Night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the lesser. I, it's fine. But yeah, it, uh, I I can see that. I like I think what's the trick is my favorite song. That's a yeah, um, that's a good song. I do like Fear of the Dawn and Taking Me Back. Mm-hmm. I like the White Raven. I thought that was a pretty good song. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. That's the one he did a lot of weird guitar, like really weird guitar stuff on. Or am I thinking of I something else? I think that song was a little bit more guitar heavy than yeah. a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I like this. A little bit more than the one Dominic recommended. I do mm-hmm. think that one was a little too inconsistent. Like mm-hmm. there was a little bit too much. I think there was a little bit too much going on. I don't right. know if inconsistent. Well, we'll get into that. In a second. 
the right word going on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think this album was a lot more streamlined. He obviously put a lot of thought into this album, and not, not that he didn't put a thought, put a lot of thought into the last one. Mm-hmm. I think he put more streamlined thought into this one. Yeah. This definitely seems like a more... Um, a le- like a less messy version of some of the stuff he was trying to do on the last album. Yeah, right. that's very well put. Um, what did you give it? I didn't even hear. I gave it a, a B plus. I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to give it the same. Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty good, yeah. Good. Yeah. That's awesome, that's awesome. Alright, so this week, uh, Dominic's pick was an artist, an artist called Eve's Tumor, Eve's Tumor and uh, his 2020 album, Heaven Through a Tortured Mind. So give us a little background on this one. Yeah, Eve Tumor, I think, has been around for a little while. He's uh, made a few albums by this point. It's sort of one of those, like, Tame Impala, I guess, Portugal and Man, too, we were talking about this with, where it's... I think Eve Tumor is sort of a band, but it's, like, mostly one guy. Um, I heard about him going on tour, and they basically said he pretty much hired a band to go on tour with him and a lot of you know i mean i don't know if i can call him a solo artist or not um it seems like he does most of this stuff on his own but a lot of you know i'll say that a lot of solo artists that's what they do they'll you know they'll either have a band that they just you know always play with even on albums um or they'll have a band you know all that do it all, all themselves and uh you know like hire a band to go on tour so that seems more like his deal yeah yeah um yeah sean bowie is the guy behind it which i'm always confused because it's spell it's i don't think he uh he has any relation to david bowie but um they don't it, it's spelled like the exact same way so i always get confused when i see their name mm-hmm. um but yeah that's probably why they go by Eve Tumor instead. But, right. uh, yeah, he, he, um, he, he was around for a little while before this. He made, uh, Safe in the Hands of Love, which is an album I've heard before. That's a pretty good album. I've never seen, I've never heard When Man Fails You. Um, I've heard some songs from it, but I've, I haven't heard the whole album before. But yeah, Heaven to a Tortured Mind is the album he released. Um, most recently in 2020 um, and I think it probably got the most attention out of any album he's released so far um, and I think that's for a good reason because I think it's probably his best one. The last album was definitely more uh, out there and oddball than this um, but this album, there's some there's some stuff here that's kind of weird but mostly it um, again sort of like streamlined a lot of the stuff he was trying to do into a more accessible sound, which I think is good for the most part. It's it's interesting because it sort of combines a lot of like rock and soul and um, like like hip hop even like the song uh, "Gospel for a New Century," which is almost it's almost like a hip hop beat the way it's produced. It's, he's not like rapping over it, but um, it's almost like a hip hop beat the way it's produced which I like a lot, and that's one of my favorite songs here. And Kerosene is fantastic. Um, Superstars, Strawberry Privilege. 
all those songs are really great. There's a very, there's a lot of very good short songs too. The song Romanticist is very short but really great too. Um, yeah, just a very great album. I think some of the songs, if anything, suffer from being kind of too short. Um, like I was saying, Romanticist could have gone on for a little bit longer and has Dylan Lights and stuff like that. Mm. But um, yeah, very good album. I'll go to Daniel first. What did you think about uh, Heaven to a Tortured Mind? Yeah, uh, I thought it was uh, very interesting. Uh, he manages, mm. or they manage, or whatever, to cram a lot into a very short amount of time. Um, I really did like Strawberry Privilege. I liked Superstars and Dream Palette. I thought those were some of the highlight songs of the album. I would say that I think the album gets stronger in the second half. I would say that the first half isn't isn't as good as isn't as strong as the second half. I wouldn't say there's really any maybe not the first half. Maybe up until Romanticist. I wouldn't say I really like any of the songs. Kerosene was alright, but I You don't what well, you don't like any of the first? I don't, like, love any of them. A few of them were all right. Um, Damn. But uh, I'd say, like, the first... Uh, maybe up until Kerosene. Maybe I just don't like the first three songs. I mean, that's fine much. if you don't like those. Those are, like, the... Um, the one, the like Gospel for a New Century and Kerosene are the ones that everybody, like, raves about uh, from the album. I do like Kerosene, actually, now that I think about it. But, um... I'm not. I'm not a big fan of has Dallin lights or whatever mm -hmm. that is. Um, but yeah, I would say the album gets stronger as it goes on. Yeah. Um, it definitely doesn't start out very strong for me, um, but it it does finish strong. I think. I do think a greater love was a pretty good song. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, definitely a very interesting album. I don't. I don't really know what much more to say about it. It's very. Uh, it's very, yeah, I, I like um, what this guy or this band or whoever they are is going for. Mm -hmm. um, I think it just misses the mark in some things, mm -hmm. but I think very often it hits the mark very well. Uh, and as I said, uh, the album sort of builds to a stronger, like, second half. Um, so... Yeah, I'd probably give this album like a B minus. Hmm. Um, I do think the second half really comes in clutch, or like the second two thirds or whatever mm -hmm. really comes in clutch, because the first three songs really are kind of a drag. Um, but uh, yeah, so B minus for me. That's fair. Um, what did you think, Dad? I'd ask Daniel. Just because I'm curious, this has nothing to do with your, you know, critique or lack thereof. Um, did you hear a particular musical influence in this album? Like, if you had to say it reminded you of something, or... I don't know, I'm really bad with this kind of thing, because right. if I... Sometimes I hear a musical influence that's not there, and sometimes I don't, mm -hmm. so... No, I, mean, I, I would say... And that's fine. I, and the reason I ask is because I know you're a fan of the artist. I feel... I feel and hear a lot of Prince in this. Yeah. Oh. Um, and... And, yeah. and that's 
to sum up, um, I like this album. <laughs> you know, I'll go a little more into detail, but um, I like this album a lot. This is, might be one of the better ones you've... Uh, and that's not a put down, I'm just saying. Like, uh, yeah. no, it, I'm it, it's that good, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he is a really talented guy. Um, whether he's doing this all himself or some himself, or I don't know much, but um, what comes out is really, really good. Um, not everything was, you know, great, but it was mostly, it was mostly great. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, and it sounds like kind of going over what you've already said about what would have been the popular songs, but, you know, I mean, it's true, and I didn't yeah, really know what the popular songs off this album were, but I think uh, Kerosene is my favorite song on the album, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I like Gospel for a New Country. Um, Medicine Burn true. was medium, mid, meh, medium to me. Mm. Um, so was Identity Trade. So I kind of get what Daniel was saying about the first three songs. I happen to like Gospel for a New Country, a century, though. But, um, yeah, the, the, the second and third album, uh, third song, I mean, were like a little bit, little bit of a letdown after Gospel yeah. for a New Country. But Century. then, like, huh? Century. Century. I keep wanting to say country there. Um, but then, to me, the album just, like, pretty much kicks ass for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kerosene's really good. I liked uh, Has Dylan Lights. Uh, I liked Romanticist. I understand what you were saying about it being a bit short and they could have done a little bit more with it. Sure. Yeah. But also, in, in my head, maybe better to cut it off than make it worse. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, no, Dream Palette was pretty regular uh, in length, I think. Um, yeah, I liked all of those. Uh, Folly Impose, I don't know what he's... Yeah, Folly Impose. Impose was maybe another one that was a little meh, but like not terrible. You know, not bad mm -hmm. at all. Um, Sharply Privilege was okay. It was better than Folly and Posse, but not quite as good as the rest of the album. I actually found it a little bit opposite of what Daniel said. Well, not opposite, because like, the second half of the album isn't bad. I don't think it's quite as good as the first half of the album. Mm -hmm. But, um, because, yeah, there was like, like I said, Folly and Posse and Strawberry Privilege to me were like a little bit meh. Asteroid Blues and A Greater Love were pretty decent uh, final two songs. Mm -hmm. um, Asteroid Blues, I think, was the one that's fully instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I remember that. Um, which I'm fine with if it's good. Yeah. There have been very few, and because I don't usually give them a ton of chance, but, like, um, Take the More has an instrumental song called Woodpeckers from Mars that's really good. Mm -hmm. Alice in Chains has uh, The Whale and the Wasp, which is a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, you can you can hit with me sometimes on an instrumental if it's good enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I would give this an A-. minus. Very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Like, I, I like this artist. I think he, you know, I, I think I would listen to more of him. I might go back and listen to some of his older stuff just to check it out reading his bio it seems like he says a lot of things like i don't like to be put in one box like yeah. he doesn't like to be you know so i'm sure he wouldn't love me comparing him to prince although he might i don't know i mean that's a pretty high compliment so 
he might yeah. enjoy it too. I don't know, but like I don't expect him to always sound like that, and he doesn't always sound like Prince. I would say mostly like his vocal inflections sound like Prince a lot of the time, and sort of the way he mixes uh, like funk and dance music. Yeah, with rock. funk and dance, and there's definitely some rock guitar in there yeah. uh, thrown around. That's that's pretty good. And again, I don't know if he's playing that or it's someone else, but... I think he does, because yeah. I've heard him complimented a lot on, like, guitar work and stuff. Yeah, the guitar work in here, when he when he features it especially, is pretty good. Um, so, yeah, uh, A-minus for me, and I, yeah, I definitely would check out uh, some more of his stuff. Nice. All right. Um, Daniel, you recommend this time. Yeah. You got one for us? Yeah, I do. Um, Shoot. Well, it's an artist who's been recommended on the podcast, I want to say, mm-hmm. two times before. And I was a little worried about recommending him because he was recommended fairly recently with mm-hmm. his new album. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, my favorite album from this artist, and one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it's, a, it's an album that I can always turn to and be like, wow, yeah, this is really good. Uh, I would go as far as saying it's one of the best hip-hop albums of all time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Kendrick Lamar, uh, Mad City. Good Kid Mad City, I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a song on there called Mad City, so I always get confused and call it Mad City. But it's called it's called Good Kid Mad City, and Mad City has two A's. Yeah, it's oh, okay. probably the first thing that will come up if you just search yeah. up, like, good kid. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's my cool recommendation for this week. All right. Well, I have one. It's an older one, because I feel like I haven't recommended an older album in a while, and it's an artist that I've been very into this year, um, one of the older ones. And I, I never, like identified him by albums as much as just songs but this album seemed to have the mo- have the most consistent songs on it um it's an album by harry nilsson mm. called ariel ballet it's very short i mean it has 13 songs but it's under 30 minutes so mm. yeah very I, I really like harry nilsson and his songwriting That's in general. and he spells his name weird right it's n-i-l-s-s-o-n if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah, it's just yeah. if you're writing it down. Oh, yeah. Um, N I L S S O N. Yeah, Ariel Ballet is the name of the album. Right. I was struggling between two different albums. One a little bit newer, but not super new, and one kind of old. And I feel like I've done a lot of newer stuff lately, so I did kind of what you did and and went back a little further. This band is like probably one of the top five most famous bands in classic rock history. Um, they're they were still putting out music, as far as I know, until at least a couple of years ago. Um, I kind of bash on the singer a lot, but I think he's actually one of the better rock singers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this album kind of came out... This album was kind of their comeback album. They broke they broke up for a little while um, after the 70s, and then they came back, and they got, like, freaking huge again. And this album, I'm pretty sure, was their first comeback album. And they... Um, I just like this album. It's very, it's very straight up rock and roll, while being kind of interesting at the time. You know, interesting for its time, and also just like I don't know. I think the songs on it are pretty good. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna recommend uh, Aerosmith. 
1987's album Permanent Vacation. Okay. That's Pretty cool. iconic album. Had a lot of hits on it. Um, and even some of the songs that weren't hits on it, I like. Um, one of my favorite songs of all time that was not a hit was on this album, and it's called Hangman Jury. Um, and it's a really kind of old school blues song, and I don't know, I like it. I don't know if they stole it or not, because a lot of bands like Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and stuff like that tend to steal at least riffs from old blues songs. So I don't know if this is an old blues song or not. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I just I really like this album, and I'm not the hugest Aerosmith fan, but I like this album a lot. So I figure, and this is one of those albums too, like I've described with other albums from like the '70s and '80s, that when I started playing drums, uh, this was one of the albums I definitely played to and learned and liked. I think Joey Kramer, who's the the drummer, is a really good drummer. Mm. So um, yeah, so Aerosmith, uh, Permanent Vacation. 1987, yeah. Nice. Um, So if you want to be caught up for next episode, listen to Permanent Vacation by Aerosmith, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar, and uh, Aerial Ballet by Harry Nelson. And we'll see you next time. Yep. See you next time.